The human male never seems to progress past adolescence. To the Batmobile. Googly moogly. Let's go. Let's go. Absolutely not. Welcome to the comic trope. We're in a small room, or are we? In the cinema, the theater, waiting to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I'm here with Tom, who's picked Raisinets and Twizzlers as the snack of choice. Tom with an H. I'm also here with Famous Amos, who is not eating anything because he's carb-watching, and Dave, who has a shirt on that says, I'm with Kurt Russell's penis. Nope, we're in a small room. The Comic Trope is a comic book podcast where I, me, Blake, invite friends, like I just mentioned, to talk about comics and the culture that surrounds it. Today, we'll mostly be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, because we saw it, we started it, and uh, we might talk about games. No. We'll talk about uh, comics. No. We'll probably talk about news about other comic book movies. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm winded for some reason. You're winded? Yeah. That's a long tirade. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, I feel very winded. It's a lot to get through. I also don't feel like I'm loud enough. Am I loud enough? Am I loud enough? I think you're good. Yeah, all right. sounds all right to me. So we got a full house today. Man, I wish uh, Jody Sweeten was here. I got a thumbs up from Amos. Uh, uh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up from yep. Tom with an two. H. Yep. And just I'm a, life it's just a scowl from Dave. He's not feeling it. I don't no. think he's feeling this episode. Two iPad up. Well, that's just one iPad, but I got both thumbs up. They're mm. off the screen. Polite. Very polite. Well, this room's trying. getting hot, isn't it? I think your mic is, is hot. Getting I think it's moist in here. Don't ever use the word moist. Moist is fine. Let's look. I've got a campaign to stop the vilification of the word moist. Damp is bad. Nothing that was damp was ever good. You can have a moist ass cake. That's delicious. Will yeah. you call call like Tom Tillis's office and leave him an extended voicemail about this campaign? It's and time how, to yeah. stop the vilification of moist. Right. I need you on like this. Cupcakes. What about the word panties? What about it? I yeah, don't like that word either. You know what I always find funny is Brazier. a word that is <laughs> Brazier. is any, any word that is typically singular or plural being used in the opposite like way. Like pant. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> pant is a the good word. Like a pant suit, you mean? Right. Uh, now, the word pant like a dog right, no, panting not is not funny, but a pant. A like, single leg. Yeah. A single leg. When, yeah. Like when they talk about it in a department store, that always makes me laugh. So, Trouser? No, because I'm not used to people saying trousers, so no, nah, that's out. Underwears, uh, which I think is incorrect well, grammatically. Yeah, I, I think underwear kind of sounds like a plural anyway. What if you're like Norwegian or Swedish? What's the singular? And you're just speaking it in underwear. English. It's, Underbar. It's, it's like oh, grandpa's underwears. <laughs> All these like underwears. That's German. Also underwear. All these underwears. How come that sounds German? like a shop at the flea market? Underwears. You just walk <laughs> by and it's like. Hey, y'all, you want to see my underwears? And you're like, no, no, I'm good. I, you That's might not the... be talking about undergarments, but either way, I don't want to see them. <laughs> Speaking of undergarments and the things they hold, this film finally settled our ongoing feud there was with, Blake. A... <laughs> with Blake about the 
either the existence or nature thereof of Kurt Russell's penis. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't even talk about how great it was. Yep. Silky. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, my favorite part was Drax just yeah. looking at him, like, he's like admiring hey. him. He's like, hmm, nice. Look, we're, we'll have a whole section to talk about Kurt Russell's <laughs> penis because this will be the only time that we'll get I'm... an extended segment. Stop it. <laughs> and do you think that the references to his dick are going to stop after this episode? They better. I don't know, man. <laughs> There's always Guardians 3, my friend. We could talk about... His... I can't say her name. Never mind. You know what? Let's do... An icebreaker. 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 <laughs> you know what? This is totally my idea, but I think we should add breaking glass. Yeah, and, I think you should. Uh, 100%. Like I yeah, love right? it. Yeah, like a car crash. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I just thought of all of that. That's a very good idea. The icebreaker is you have to kill... A giant spider, a medium-sized evil robot, and a small warrior. Wait a second. Okay, just go ahead, finish, and then we'll... These are the things that you can kill those evil things with. These three items. One item per evil thing. Understood? Double-sided axe. Bucket of poison. Violent, hypnotic dance. Which kills which? This is like a this is like a Rochambeau kind of thing that you're talking about here. This is this is rock paper scissors. I, I, I feel you. I this think is actually where rock paper scissors came from. I probably. So the obvious answer is right off top the bucket of poison. A hundred percent the spider. Yeah, yeah, I go with that. <laughs> There's no question. Yep. Really? Yeah, because a man, a, listen, a warrior might have conditioned himself like Carrie Ellis in The Princess Bride to be able to withstand the poison, and then where would you be? But this could be a giant poisonous spider. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> and he, yeah, we all know that, that poison venomous look, look, animals poison, can be killed like, by poison. Again, you said this is very much like paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> if it's paper, paper, what happens? That, mm, so if it's poison spider, bucket of poison. Mm. What if it's cardstock versus like legal sheet? It could probably cut through it. <laughs> I love cardstock versus legal sheet. <laughs> I love the smell, personally. 20-ply. So we went, how, I want to ask some questions about these villains. That's fine. That's fair. How, You're about to go up against how, how big is this warrior? Is he... He said a tiny warrior, Ant-Man? Right? Or is he like Robert Reich? I don't know why that's the short person that came to mind. He's, or, um, he's clearly Tom Cruise. I mean, yeah, is he a five foot seven man who is good at warrior? What, what movie? Minority Report? Uh, Last Samurai? Tom Cruise, maybe? No, maybe. A, yeah, I mean, or is it like Flashdance Tom Cruise? If you met Tom Cruise, <laughs> I just wanted to see how that one went over. The outsiders he, Tom he Cruise. He just totally ignored it. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking about it. He but wasn't in that movie. I guess what I'm he asking wasn't. is, he wasn't outsiders though. When when you meet Tom Cruise, would one of the first things you say is like, I mean, that's a small man. You fucking loon. That's what I would say to him because he's a Scientologist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think I just go shit. It's Tom Cruise. Holy shit! It's Tom Cruise and then. Hey, Tom, get him to notice me and wave at him. All right, well, what if I change it from small warrior to small Tom Cruise? So he's smaller than the actual... So 5'4"? You know, like when Tom Cruise was one and a half feet tall. Yeah, yeah, like say prepubescent Tom Cruise. Oh, he's a child. Warrior. He's a child who is also a warrior. For, child hold on, warrior hold on. Tom Cruise. He's a, Okay, so this Tom Cruise that we're talking about is 100% Outsiders Tom Cruise. Okay. okay. I like where this icebreaker is going, but we have no way to end it. 
Well, yeah, you do, because you have to choose double-sided acts or violent hypnotic dance. Well, first off, hypnotic violent dance or whatever is the robot. Because How is it a robot? Because can't the robot is so robot. robotic. It, can't, yeah, it couldn't do it, Yeah, man. it can't compute, right? It can't. <laughs> it can't. You would fry its circuits. Everybody knows that. It's also a medium-sized evil robot, if that helps. Yeah, we couldn't I take that like out with an robot axe. The armor be. panel would be too thick. It's you know? true. So maybe. Vision's a medium-sized robot. What if it's a robot made of tinfoil? I haven't, you know... None of hey, what if are... it's a Raspberry Pi with a couple <laughs> wheels? It's not medium-sized. Uh, raspberry Pi is... That's very small. So All right, it's a really big Raspberry Hold Pi. Hold on. Can I, can I do a perception check? Yes. All right, I'll do a perception check on the robot. See what kind of what kind of armor it has, you know? See what Plastic. Plastic, okay. What kind of poison is this? Is it acid? It's not a poison, but is it acid? <laughs> I guess technically anything that kills you could be considered poison, right? Right, is it acid? So Guardians of the Galaxy is a pretty good movie, huh? <laughs> this is the icebreaker. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Let me roll into this. <laughs> Which, but it has nothing to do All with right, the that's movie. it. Resetting this to make it easier for you guys. Got it? Here we go. The okay. spider died, though, right? The, uh, the poison yeah. killed it. Here Before we, we move on, did we kill the spider? Sure. Yes. All right, cool. Yes. Dungeon Master it, says yes. Nice. All right. I'm going to make this much easier for you. Same weapons. Giant warrior. Medium-sized spider. Small evil robot. What size Mike Ditka are we talking here? Big Ditka, little Ditka, regular sized Ditka. Not a fan of Saturday Night Live. Okay, small. They, he's a strictly SCTV guy. It's true. I didn't have growing up. We didn't have Saturday Night in Canada. We do. We do. We we we, we get up on Friday morning. We go to work. We come home. We go to sleep. And the next thing you know, it's the Lord's Day. You betcha. <laughs> I really want to meet Canadian Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I have. Uh, I think we can asthma. do more than that, no? but uh, he's still going to force choke you. Can we just answer my damn question? We've answered. Well, all we've your already questions. killed the spider, and yeah. the spider the for the man. Who cares? He's going to. I'm going to. Mean, you mean child Tom Cruise? We're killing an eight year old here. Yeah, he's not a, No, no, no. He's 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 a tween. Oh, we're killing a thirteen year old. I don't feel so but bad wait, about wait, that. Wait, this might be a trick because. The robot, maybe we could take out with the axe. And since it's Tom Cruise, he always does his own stunts. So if the dance is so violent and he's not properly trained or not like limbered up enough, he might just pop something out. But you've out seen and risky die, business. You know? That motherfucker can dance. But also, that was forty-four years ago. It wasn't forty-four no. years ago? It wasn't. No. He, he was a child. He wasn't he, trained yet. And, you know? and Tom Cruise doesn't age. He took those old records off the shelf. He sat and listened to them by himself. If anybody will not be undone by a hypnotic, ravenous dance or whatever the fuck you call it a moment ago, it would be Tom Cruise. There's, there's simply no way. It was actually Tom Cruise from Cocktail, and you know, he had sex with an older robot and died. I'm a big fan of just reading the lyrics to classic tunes, like Brandy, <laughs> if, uh, by which, Looking Glass. Which does happen in a famous <laughs> film that was recently released. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that you've not taken my your serious my, question seriously, my question seriously, I will introduce you to a giant spider, medium-sized robot, and a small warrior. What Come out, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Which one made that sound? <laughs> the bird that we didn't talk about yet. <laughs> Have you ever it heard of a medium-sized robotic or, man bird, <laughs> or an unmentioned giant bird? <laughs> um, well, something's got to like fly them in here to let them all loose. That's fair. Let's talk about some news. All 
All right, guys. This is uh, a, a news game. I'm going to play a news game. I love with news you. games. Okay. So, Donald Trump. No. Fake right. news. <laughs> news games. News games. The 2017 finalists for the Video Game Hall of Fame are as followed. Street Fighter 2. Pokemon Red and Green, 1996. Red, red and Blue. Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, 1991. Yeah. Tom Raider, 1996. <laughs> Tom that, Raider. Yeah, that okay. whole video game was just about finding Tom Cruise. <laughs> and killing him. And killing him. I thought it was me. I would have okay. played it if that was the case. Donkey Kong, 1981. Final Fantasy V11. Halo. V11. Combat Evolved. Not Microsoft yet. Solitaire. Mortal Kombat, 1992. Mist, 1993. Portal, 2007. Portal. Resident mm. Evil, 1996. Mm, Why Sports, 2006. Of those titles, What's, what four? What sports? What are you mispronouncing? Wii. Wii Sports. Oh. Of those titles, <laughs> which were inducted into the 2017 video game. I got this. I think we Hall both got this. You take one of them. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved. True. Street Fighter 2. The full name, please. Oh, Street Fighter 2. The World Wars. Awesome whoop-ass edition. I'm not, I'm not reading it, just so you're just so clear. I'm not reading he it. Googled it. I, he didn't Google it. <laughs> I know he didn't. Literally nothing. Uh, I know that, po- well, you said Pokemon, Pokemon Red and Green, which isn't a thing, but uh, Red and Blue... It's red and green. Red and green. So it's green in Japan. It oh. became blue when it came to the States. Really? And then they repackaged them and sold red and blue in Japan, and then yellow came out. I've actually never Whoa. played them, but I do know that about them, because I was a copious, pot-smoking, magazine-reading, internet-fueled maniac in the You're just 90s. a sponge for information. That's, That's the truth. True. <laughs> All right. Last one, guys. Which Mortal Kombat. The most obvious to me. Poor, I mean, Mist. <laughs> No. Donkey Kong? Yes. Okay, Donkey Kong. I Donkey wanted to think Kong. that was already in there. Yeah, uh, so I saw a picture of the, the Halo um, display that they put into the video game <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's so good. It's like a it's a best hits or greatest hits copy of the game for the original Xbox. Like You couldn't get the original one. You got the wow. greatest. Over 5 million sold with a little seal <laughs> on it. New reduced price. That's the one they put in there. A Series 1 McFarlane action figures, Halo action figure, like just off to the side with blue armor, uh, and then like the original Halo soundtrack. Like it's just three shitty little things stuck in a... That's even worse than like the special edition you bought with that game and got like an like a helmet. That was three, but yeah, I agree. They could have at least put a helmet And it in wouldn't there. even figure ahead. That's the worst part. That was the worst part about yeah. it, yeah. In my head, Jenna, is this a big no, head? Just head? Anyone's head. It was I like do made, have a very large head. It's made for the 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 guys that piss off the um, the voodoo guy in uh, the waiting room oh. of Beetlejuice. Look at this noggin! Or the the henchmen in the Super Mario Brothers. The Goombas. Movie. Are they supposed to be the Goombas? They're, they're Goombas. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. Speaking of copious weed smoking, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dennis uh, Hopper's best role. So Josh Whedon talked a little bit about Batgirl. Who's Josh Whedon? Josh Whedon. Joss. Joss. There you go. Every Damn time. It. Every he falls into the Amos trap. Joss Whedon. So Joshua. Joshua what's the Amos trap? <laughs> it's like the parent trap, only it's just for when Blake mispronounces famous people's names. Which is every episode. It's, and then yeah, you it's virtually every person name. Is, yeah. I just sort of let it go. No, I'm kidding. So Joshua Whedon um, <laughs> talked about. Wheaton. Joshua ate his Wheaties. Will Wheaton. 
<laughs> Wheatley from Portal 2. God, you know what? Fuck this. Hey, did you know that Vision and uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch Scarlet children? Witch are going to be uh, boyfriend girlfriend in the next movie? That's sick. Why? It's absolutely disgusting. Not in this America. Because Paul Bettany. I just wanted him for myself. That's all. He is gorgeous. He was great in Night's Tale, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> is he still married to Jennifer Connelly? I believe so. That's a, that's a good that's a good pairing right there. I mean, that's, she's a way better actress than he's an actor in most cases. But they should have an act off. Impossible. Maybe this whole time. Reality. No, not make reality. <laughs> uh, but I'm just happy that there are so many throwbacks to comic books for the comic book movies. And I know that that's stupid to say because, of course, it's blah, 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 because it is. But the thing is that, like, MCU is such an independent universe that there are some things that happen in the comic books that I'm just happy to see move into the movies. And one of them is the weird fucking relationship of these two characters. So I'm cool with that. They yeah, were, it's an uncomfortable one, too. It starts out, it's like, neither of them know how to talk to each other. It's just like, hey, uh, Scarlet, I, uh, you're like, what's going on? And it goes on for a couple pages, then 10 or 20 comics later, it comes up again. It's like, oh, this is for real. Okay. They were also awkward in um, Civil War. So They were, yeah. It's good. Good on them. I'm just imagining a Civil War II um, tie-in cover that's Dr. Manhattan's <clears throat> erect penis and uh, Vision's erect penis, and they're squaring off. They're jousting. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt Russell is nowhere to be seen, because this is comic books, and he's not there. That's true. The comic book tennis shoes. What if they redid in the same fashion as Nick Fury... They made Ego look more like Kurt Russell in okay the comics. Me. That'd be okay with me. It's a planet with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, Ego has a beard. The planet. Like the forests? He just, he just has a taiga <laughs> growing <laughs> off of his... Jenny Jin Jin. Did you guys see the Defenders trailer? I did. No. Looks mad good. Looks way better than Iron Fist. It does, yeah. So... You've watched Iron Fist? I haven't watched it yet. No, but I had um, John on the podcast, and he basically spoiled the whole thing for me. So I feel like I watched it. He did such a good job. Iron Fist hits Luke Cage in the face. It looks awesome. Yeah. That's all I kind of have for it. That's all I really wanted to bring up. I'm excited because Iron Fist alone apparently is boring. His uh, interaction, there's that scene with him at the end of the trailer where they're at the table. He's like, guys, this this is perfect. Each one of us fits this so perfectly. You're the creepy goth freak. He like points at Jessica and she's like, what? He's like, uh, you're the, the bulletproof man from Harlem. And was he, or you're the blind ninja, like to Daredevil. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like he's just so energetic though, which I love. Especially because everyone else is not. So that's and I'm the white kung fu master. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm showing you guys a picture of Aquaman. Jason Momoa. What is wrong with this picture, all jokes aside? It's not a trident. His trident is a quan... Quintrant. Trent. Quintrant. Quintrant. Appendant. Quintrant. How are you going to make his trident with five... Like, this is so metal. This is exactly what I expect from the DCU. He does look like he got that at, like... Spencer Gifts Wholesale. It looks like one of those really like long hand-shaped things that scratches your back for you. you know? Oh, yeah, that you put your hand in. Is it the robot hand? No, I'm you... talking just like it's like a back, back scratcher. scratcher. Back um. scratcher that you get it like south of the border. It Either looks... that or the, the grabby claws from like the science museum. I think that's what you're thinking of. Don't you want to cook hot dogs on this? 
True or false? Oh, true. I'm thinking also, marshmallows. I also would pay, oh, put kebabs. some like, tape in between the, the, the tines of the trident, or not trident in this case, and uh, use it as a giant, like, pizza stone oven, like pizza remover. Wouldn't the tape just melt? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's duct tape. It's fine. No, I, I agree that you could use it to remove pizzas from almost any stove. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Kingsman, uh, the Golden Circle trailer. You guys oh, see yeah. that? Let's hope this, see that. this is one Malar or one sequel based off a of Malar property that doesn't suck. I like the first one, especially the solid. ending. No, yeah. no, no, I'm not saying the first ones are almost always great. Oh yeah, the sequels yeah, yeah. to them that get you're, films you're made right. out of them are terrible. So I'm hopeful that this does not follow suit. It looks really, really good. And it kind of just looked like a really great gritty 007 film. Which I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah, that and uh, the man from Uncle kind of went in different directions, yeah. you know, being like mm-hmm. offshoots of 007. So it's kind of cool to see. Man from Uncle movie was actually really good. Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was uh, super way less, cheesy. Way campy. Less, yeah, I was gonna say, but it, it was both. Is that the one way... with Mr. Bean? What? No, it's not. <laughs> no, that's Johnny Superman. English. Oh, okay. <laughs> Johnny What's his English. name? <laughs> What's that actor's name? The place Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill yes. and Henry then Cavill. Army Hammer. Yeah, exactly. What? Army Hammer, the Lone Ranger. What? Nope. No idea. Ridiculously good-looking guy. He is there's quite a, strapping. There's a yeah. person named Army Hammer? Yes. Is it Army or Arnie? It's Army. A-R-M-I-E really? Hammer. Wow. Whoa. He's the child of several prominent actor-actresses. Several? Mean, he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito from Twins. He, was, he wasn't created from multiple sources. Last name actually Hammer? Yes. Yeah, that part I'm certain of. The, the army... Army is A-R-M-I-E. That's wow. what I said. Okay. He doesn't look... The name is much more impressive than this guy. He's just random white man. I mean, he's generic. But he is handsome, though. He's a strapping man. Can we talk about his name real quick? Hammer. True or false? Awesome last name. Yeah, it's a it's great, great last name. Name two or three other names that are worse than Army. Because Arm and Hanner, Hammer? Arm and Hammer. Army Hammer. Ah, what yeah. else? Baking can, soda, baking soda, baking soda, baking soda. I can't think of any other name that you put in front of there that would sound worse. Kevin Hammer, cool name. Kev Hams, what's up? I am Turd Hammer. <laughs> Not an actual I'm name. Famous for my large turds. You could even name him Famous Man. Hammer, and that's cool. It, it could be like a Polynesian <laughs> name, Turd. You don't know. Mm, I guess. Uh, I mean, without without. You know, di- dipping into the realm of ridiculousness and just like ball sack hammer. I mean, yeah. that's clearly not a well. Actually, that does sound pretty cool now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but it, but it, is I, it a hammer or is it a hammer for that? That's kind of the taser face hammer, navy. Hammer, there we go. <laughs> Marines hammer. I mean, army hammer, navy hammer, marine la hammer, coast guard hammer. Who lost? Today. Who lost today? Fuck you, nationalists. Uh, all of these Populists. names better than army hammer. Marine Le Pen is not a well. I don't know. It's decent. Marine name. Hammer. That sounds cool. That Stinky cool, Hammer. <laughs> Air Force Hammer. All better than <laughs> Army Hammer. You guys can't do it. That's what I'm what saying. What about Richard Hammer? Oh, that's got Dick Hammer. Whoa. That's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> Every time anyone meets him, they go, oh. <laughs> "Damp Hammer." Hello. <laughs> moist Hammer. Hi, I'm Moist Hammer. Okay. Nice okay. Okay. Moist Hammer is worse. Bilbo okay, Hammer. Adventures make one late for dinner. <laughs> Bilbo 
Bilbo Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he uh, he does the late night uh, metal show on uh, local Hobbiton radio. <laughs> You're right. on with Elf Bilbo Hammer. Hammer. I've never seen it. You're listening to K Shire, the only all night metal show <laughs> from Hobbiton to Buckton every Saturday <laughs> on K Shire. You sounded like the uh, monster truck guy. Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. Yeah, no, I can't it's do time it. for the chainsaw for Brandywine. It's Bilbo <laughs> Hammer. He just always sounds like he's pooping that whole commercial. You know what I'm talking about? This Sunday, a free keg of... Oh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, old what? Toby. This car. The first 13 Hobbits. This car it's turns tobacco. into a robot. Old Toby's tobacco. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're talking about the one, yeah, where the guy just goes lower and lower. He's like, kids is five bucks. <laughs> you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the air. Kids under five are free. <laughs> Why would you bring your children to the Hobbits over 111 teeth are free. <laughs> it's my 111th birthday. We, you know, we, we got here talking about Kingsman, which is incredible, but also not that surprising. M. Night Shyamalamalam. Unbreakable sequel. Let's talk about this earlier. Will be titled Glass in a coming 2019. Do you want to know why it's titled Glass? Because it's... it was the kids. They called him Glass. You guys, you guys seen? Oh Unbreakable, yeah, right? love that movie. Yeah, it's a great. So movie. I didn't yeah. see the movie that this spins off from, though. Did you? Unbreakable? No, no, no. Unbreakable was the first. The second one he came out this year. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, split. Split. Which I, that you just ruined that. So. How did I ruin that? Because that's a stinger thing at the very end of that film. Oh, everyone knew that. It was like all over everywhere. Well, that's like everyone. I have knew no that. idea what you're talking about. Yeah. It's okay. I kind of gave up on M. Night Shyamalan after like, what, the river or whatever it was. Um, the village? Yeah, the, the village, yeah. The village was okay. Uh, Lady in the Water was okay. The Happening was fucking awful. Oh, like, my God. The worst movie Mark Wahlberg talking to that plant. Oh, Remember that? Fuck, God, fuck all that. There's the person that's riding that long. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> hey, plant. Hey, plant, how you doing? Plant? How's oh, your mother? Like, look at me. I'm neither one of us is doing a Mark Wahlberg impression at all. <laughs> I, I'm totally ruining this for everyone. So how do you mother for me? <laughs> I want everyone to give me their best you guys Mark Wahlberg. Starting with Dave, go. What's up, dog? How you doing? Tom. That's pretty good. Hey, come down to Wahlburgers. <laughs> My brothers and I really like the community, so we want to give back. <laughs> Are we getting? We're getting one of those <laughs> downtown. <laughs> All right, Amos. Wow, magic! <laughs> what was that? That's it's a Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> Wait, wait, Everyone, I, come down and meet my friend Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you know what that sounded like? What? Did you see the SNL sketch where uh, Chris Walken is basically just an insane murderer and he's talking about people being stiffly stiffersons? No, that sounds amazing. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's also disturbing. Good. If only I had Saturday Night Live where I grew up. Yeah. Did you ever see the uh, the skit where he was like essentially Blofeld from James Bond and he was talking about renovating his cave to be like have a death laser? No. Like, <laughs> but it's like him and like Kevin Nealon. Oh god. And I think Kevin Nealon is Bond maybe. What? He, he shows up and he's like, "All right, Blofeld, the gig is up." And he's like, he's like, "Not so fast. If this was 4 weeks from now, I would strap you to that laser table over there and laser your nuts off." He's like, "That's a closet." He's like, because of the damn shipping from the Chinese. It's like a whole thing where he like gets upset. I, I definitely haven't seen that one, but that's I need a, to. That's Speaking a deep of Chinese, cut. not to you know, throw everybody in one bucket, but I went to uh, Boston last week. Where's and the this Airbnb going? I got? It, it's, it's the start said, of the no, most no, racist thing you can say. I said say. not to throw it all in one bucket or whatever, but uh, 
uh, I got an Airbnb and I thought I did rent the whole house, but it turns out so I you were got just renting a shared, room in the house. Yeah, I had like a private room, and then I get home at like one in the morning, and I told the the guy that's from like Vietnam, moved over six years ago, great guy. We had a beer or whatever. I was telling him how we went to Harvard, and I saw uh, Matt Damon walk by, and I was like, oh man, it was so cool. I saw Matt Damon. I did kind of a double take, and I was like, that's him. But I didn't want to, you know, make a yeah. crowd go around him. I was trying to be a good guy. And he was like, oh, he's the guy from uh, that oil rig movie, you know, the yes. Boston bombing movie, yeah. Transformers. And I was like, oh, God, he's talking about Mark Wahlberg, not Matt Damon. You know, but I didn't want to tell him. <clears throat> yeah. I just wanted to be his friend because I was sleeping there. He might have a key to my room. <laughs> You're like, so. yeah, dude, uh, great wall, great movie. He was not a great wall. That was Mark Wahlberg. He gets offset. <laughs> yeah. I just figured, just let him have it. Just yeah, let just, him have it. You can have this one, buddy. It's so. Fun. Everything you mean the guy from The Departed? <laughs> Everything oh, about oh God, the... that's both of them. I don't know what he's where he's going. So no yeah, what did, what did he think was happening in The Departed? <laughs> it's amazing you can play two future. characters. And Hayden Christensen was great, but only one of them has a successful hamburger chain. Matt Damon. Damon Talking burgers. about hamburgers, <laughs> the He-Man movie just got a new writer. Release date and a new chance. Do we really want? Another the guy live who action is hell yes. It's the guy who wrote the Entourage movie. Oof. How'd you know? I made that up. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> How did you know? Um, so a release date is usually a surefire that it's going to happen. Yeah, so, sometimes. Super uh, the the Tim Burton Superman movie had re- like twelve releases. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like statistically. <laughs> statistically, it's got a decent chance once it gets a release date. So, who do you want to play He Man? Dolph Lundgren should reprise John Cena. It's tough because uh, I, I I feel like I do this every decade with, with Sequoia and, and Jamel. And, I'd say and to myself, every decade. who should be He-Man every decade? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we go down and the, every decade, we go I say down Sequoia. The list. We go down the short list of the individuals that could potentially play somebody like that. And it's incredibly narrow because the 80s were really the only time in which there were, they were like really big movie stars that could pull off those really like – manly man movies and the 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 guy the guy films we have now are like really skinny like you know jujitsu guys they aren't he-men you know what i mean i could see vin diesel with a wig right so whoever i mean whoever plays him sure yeah whoever plays him has to rock the The prince adam is that what that's called i mean i call it the prince adam would anyone else call this Prince Adam? I'm just thinking of Prince Albert now, but uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he melted the the sort of power down and got a Prince Albert. <laughs> <laughs> what if um, I have the power? Amos gestures at his crotch. I really want um, him to be played by an overweight guy, and he'll wear the 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 weird double cross thing. Jonah Hill. How are, are we all in our mid thirties here? Sure. I don't know if Tom is. No, but go f- go for okay, it. Okay, so how many of us grew up with like Masters of the Universe being like the end all be all? Yeah, that was my, my brothers. That was my brothers. Just you and me. Yeah. So here's the deal. Have you guys seen the the Dolph Lundgren live action canon film yes. from the the mid eighties? Yeah. Uh, not a bad film. Frank Langella acts his ass off as a bone wizard. Like let's let's give credit where credit's due. More amazing than it probably should I be. I am a bone wizard. Also famous for being part of uh, Golden Globus uh, and their Canon Films label, which is insane. If you ever get a chance, watch the uh, the documentary Electric Boogaloo, which is about the rise and fall of Canon Films in the 80s, and they were just shitting movies out at this time period. So it's better than it probably should be. 
this is this is a movie that has to be handled pretty deftly, um, and I believe that that extends to the person they get to play. I'm, I'm being very serious about this. It's not a very serious topic, to be sure, but I would like to see this property done well because I'm a huge fan of it. If only you know, look using rose tinted glasses about the fact that it represents such a large chunk of the first like five or six years of my life. I, had, I mean, I had I had a fucking he-man sleeping bag i had the the he-man outfit that you could wear he-man underoos he-man pajamas can we get photographic evidence of this can we put it on there's a there's a picture of me with the sword of power standing in my sandbox like sweet pretending to transform like i was all about he-man and voltron uh but i would like to see it done well i have a i have a very strong feeling that they they won't uh what was that action figure movie that came out last year max steel Ooh, i watched that did you really? Yep. How come we didn't cover it for our year end? Because it actually came out. Oh no, we just skipped it somehow. I think it came out in December. I think. Interesting. I remember that cartoon, Max Steel. Um, yeah. Here, yeah. I'm not going to get into the whole Max Steel thing. You expect it to be the biggest piece of shit garbage. Like garbage takes a shit. It was not as bad as at least two of the movies <laughs> that we reviewed. That. The first image that came to mind was Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the garbage pile? Oh, yeah. Max Steel. <laughs> Hello, I that the Suicide Fra- Squad was the name of that pile of garbage that took was it shit. Mystery Men, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Max oh, Steel I was. Mystery. I actually I like Mystery, Mystery Men. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. Max Steel yeah. was absolutely better than Ninja Turtles 2 and Suicide Squad. You know, who, you know who plays He Man? Army Hammer. Plays He Man. Okay, okay. So Done. let me ask you: it, if there's a movie of like Cat. the last five, ten years, do you think any movie like captured the tone that you'd want He Man to be like? Like, if you had a production team that could take it. I mean, honestly, right now? the closest, the closest that you get to it right now, you would you would need color because that's a big part of the original cartoon. Uh, I think that the movie was probably not as successful because it tried to be so dark. Um, and Marvel is doing a kick-ass job right now <clears throat> with uh, using like we'll talk about it in a bit. But Guardians' use of color is, and subsequently the trailer that we've seen for Ragnarok at this point are so full of color that it makes the DC movies look like shit turds in comparison. It looks like they're trying to ape Brian Singer's X Men from 17 years ago, and I just don't think that that's what. I don't think that's what we need right now. So I would love to see maybe like James Gunn pull this off. The hmm. right amount of camp with some emotional stuff because the the crux of He-Man, which we talked about a few episodes ago, was that it's it had a PSA stuck at the end of it because their main goal with it was obviously to sell toys but also to do so positively and to give kids something that they could watch in the afternoons that wouldn't be just like mind rot essentially. So I'd love to see all those elements kind of get cycled into it. Which is fine. I would rather go for like an Encino Man kind of thing, personally. Like He-Man shows up. <laughs> He's been frozen for a while. He's like, I'm He-Man. What's going on, everybody? I got to enroll in high school. So you want meta He-Man. I, just, I feel like that's the only way to do a movie called He-Man in 2017. That's how the original movie's done. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're saying, oh, I understand what you're saying. Never mind. That's not what I meant. But, uh, I mean, just the name He-Man, like... So it's not inclusive enough for you? No, no, no. That's Liberal not it. Amos over here? That's not it. I don't want it to be called He-Man. So you want it to be She-Man. He-Person. Should be neutral-neutral. He-Person. Neutral-neutral. Being-Person. He-Person's much better. V-Person. S forward slash H-E-Person. Jesus. She-Man. Anyway. Moving on from that. So we're talking about news. 
I'm going to talk about something uh, on the the heels of the, the the He-Man thing that's kind of relevant, especially the the meta aspect of it. So I read Sword Quest Zero this week that came out. Um, have you guys seen Sword Quest? It's on Dynamite. I don't know that. Um, so Sword Quest is. I guess it's kind of like a, I don't know that everyone knows this, but it's kind of a, a story that's legendary in, in the archives of video game history. But Sword Quest was a series of games released for the Atari 2600, wherein there was a real life aspect to it. So these were games that were based around an element. So there was Air World, Water World, Earth World, and Fire World were the four games. And I believe it was Air World that never got made. Because Wild World was so expensive to do. <laughs> uh, but so they made the first three games, and after every game, this was 82, 83 maybe, after every game, uh, people would play them and they would look for clues inside the game, and there was an accompanying, accompanying comic book that they would go into, take the clues from the game, and then they would have to find hidden messages in the comic book. It would be stuff that was hidden in the art, like in the cracks between bricks or stones, or they'd have to pick out certain letters from certain words that were highlighted in the book itself. And they would basically get all this information together and then come up with a solution to a riddle that the, the words, you know, came together to form. They would send the shit in and they would pick like 10 finalists of people that had gotten it all correct. If there were any, and then they would have them come out and answer more riddles at Atari. And whoever won got a, um, like a, like an, an ancient artifact that they created specifically for these things. They had like a, like a $16,000, like golden goblet, like a, $30,000 like stone, like, like precious stone necklace called the Philosopher's Stone. And the whole thing was, is that after all four games came out, what they were going to do is have a, have all the challengers come back that played all four games and have them face off each other, like, you know, like an obstacle course that was like a battle of like wits and physical prowess. And the person who won would get the titular sword from Sword Quest. It was an actual sword that they were going to have like an armor smith, like make and encrust with jewels on its hilt. I mean, if this sounds insane, it is. Like that's a hundred percent what this is. They only got through three of them. Then the stop, the bottom fell out of the, the video game industry and Atari basically got sold by, uh, um, Warner at the time and went completely to shit. But what's notable is that Atari, as it's gone through its various iterations over the years, being passed around from from mega corporation to mega corporation, uh, is at a point where they're trying to revive some of their properties, and they basically have been going around to people that have, you know, uh, done books for uh, like Dynamite in the past, or had you know friends of the guys that work at Dynamite, and they're shopping. Hey, here's a list of really popular Atari properties. What would you like to do? Um, and I believe his name is Chris Sims. He's a comic book writer from here in the Triangle. Um, he and his uh, writing partner um, and their their illustrator uh, did X Men ninety two. I don't think you guys read X Men ninety two yep. or not. He also does a podcast. <clears throat> he does do a podcast, correct? War um, Rocket and Ajax. Yep. He's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a really nice guy. Um, he's usually at the conventions and stuff here in the area. But he's writing Sword Quest on Dynamite, and it is a look at a guy who's in his mid forties who grew up wanting nothing more than to win the Sword Quest prize. Um, and he's down on his luck. He's like, I think he's just got divorced or something. He's like basically like bankrupt and hits rock bottom. And in the middle of all this gets a strange message about seeking out 
the original sword that people thought didn't exist. And so the zero issue just came out, I believe for free comic book day, which sets all this up. And, uh, it's like one of the first books, especially on dynamite that I've been this excited to read in a while. Um, just cause it's meta, right? And I, I, we were talking about how you could actually do he man. Well, this is like, if you take the sword quest name and you look back at the games that existed before, it'd be super easy for these guys. To be like, oh, we'll do a game. That's, you know, or a book that's fantasy based. It'll be kind of like Conan. They'll go after a sword, but the meta aspect of it is what makes it really, really interesting. Um, Apparently, Chris also pitched an idea for Pong, but he is unwilling to reveal what that idea was at this time because he thinks he can still get it made after Sword Quest wraps up. <laughs> <laughs> but Sword Quest, I highly fucking recommend going to check out Sword Quest. And that's our Sword Quest episode. <clears throat> hey, can we talk about uh, the fifth element real quick? Because it's like the 20th, 20th anniversary. anniversary yeah. yeah. I'm going to go see it next weekend. Um, they're putting it back in theaters. Hopefully, there's a sweet poster involved. I would love that. I'm a fan of like. You know, limited edition posters of movies. Um, we talked about color and stuff in movies. Mm-hmm. And I think Fifth Element is one that just, not to take too long, but that's one of those movies you look back at it. And some of the CGI is a little goofy, like the car chase scenes and stuff. But it builds such an awesome world, you know, that I've never seen a movie quite like that other than maybe Star Wars or some of the Star Treks mm-hmm. or Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah, what a good movie. Uh, I love Galaxy Me Quest. Too. Um, but anyway, I, I was just thinking to uh, a story that I won't tell, but it's about Bruce Willis basically being frustrated the whole time by the director and just using that acting, I guess. And that's like a common thread in all his movies, maybe. Maybe he's just terrible on the set, so everyone just gets him frustrated. And he just walks around like, oh, I don't want to be here. And that's, the that's how he's always yeah, plays yeah. that one character. Yeah. Oh, and Prince was originally supposed to play Ruby Rod. Yeah. So that would have been weird. Yeah. But awesome. Probably awesome. I don't know if he would have done it a better job than Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker. kills it, man. That's what Chris yeah. Tucker should be known for for the rest of oh, his yeah. life. And Bruce Willis was quoted saying, "This movie's a movie killer. I hope you like being in it because you're never going to be in another movie." <laughs> to Chris Tucker, Aww. poor guy. And then it did happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. after he, he made a ton of money on Rush Hour, one, two, so, and three. Yeah. yeah, he did all right. Well, he found God. That was his big deal. And, and leather jackets. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen Bruce Willis in an interview? He's not a smart man. He's what we call he does, dumb. He doesn't need to be a smart man. He's Bruce Willis. He moonlights as an idiot. Yeah. I, won't, <laughs> I won't let anyone speak it, ill of that man. Well, He's I mean, he had diehard. We're good. I am a diehard Bruce Willis fan. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh. The next segment is Guardians of the Galaxy. You're going to love it. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I watched it. It was good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the comic trope. <laughs> you spoiled it. Like, now everybody knows it's good. It was pretty good in 3D, too. The galaxy was, in fact, guarded. Volume? By Kurt Russell's penis. Oh. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Let's break that ice, <laughs> if we will. Can we just slowly lead up to <laughs> his penis? Oh, to Kurt Russell's dick. All right. All right. Let's get it out. Yeah, let's slowly lead let's up. Let's talk. Now. All right. All right. Yes. What did you guys think about the... burn. What did you guys think about the intro? Um... Kurt then, Russell's dick looks so youthful. <laughs> Go. You, it's your podcast. Do it. <laughs> it's your podcast, dog. We're just living in it. I thought the mm. intro, much like this conversation, was sort of out of focus other than Groot. You know, the depth of field effect, mm-hmm. where it's kind of focused on him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that <laughs> that yeah, was part. the intro. Yeah, it was like two yeah. minutes of him just like, yeah. Here, that's here's the thing. Uh, the original intro, I think, caught a lot of people off guard. Because there's not a lot going on in it. 
It's literally just Star Lord dancing. Oh, that's the best though. I love. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's it's incredible, and yeah. I think it caught people off guard because he's walking up to this like abandoned place. There's it's playing the, some Redbone. Yeah, he's playing Redbone, which is an all Native American band from the 70s. They had like one hit, uh, and I think that it caught people off guard, especially with the the title flashes and it says Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's that freeze frame where he lifts one leg up and he's underneath, and then it continues and he's dancing, he's listening to a Walkman the entire time, and that scene works mostly because it's the it's the very first thing that you see pretty much period the end of any one of the Guardians. Like you you get introduced to Peter, you find out that like man this is completely unlike other comic book movie fare that I've ever been introduced to before. And the emphasis on a 70s AM, you know, pop rock hit is, is the, the marriage between that and the scene is like pitch perfect. So it's very tough, I think, to go in and say, now, how do I do another one of those? Because you literally, by definition, cannot do another one of those. We know these characters. We know what that looks like. And any attempt to try and ape the music or find another, you know, gem like that would be kind of futile. So I think he takes the right approach. He looks at it probably from a meta aspect and says, well, okay, so what does this movie represent? in regards to the, what the first one did and, and now what this one's trying to do and then tries to build a scene around that. We're familiar with the characters, so put them all in there. Perfect. That works. Because I think if it had just been one character, it, w- it would have fallen flat. Okay, so let's do a song that most people do know as opposed to a song that they don't really know. Um, but I still want it to be a really great bombastic song. Uh, I was in a band once that covered Mr. Blue Sky. It's one of my favorite songs like ever written, period, of all time. So I have a lot of respect for the song. So I like the Redbone song. I have a lot of attachment to it. But let's put the focus on kind of the mundane aspect of this actual scene, I think, is, is another really great like part of it. So you've got Baby Groot. Everyone loves him. That's You put him in a scene, and I think this movie proves that if you've got Baby Groot in the scene, it's a good scene. Like you basically can't do wrong with that. So he puts Baby Groot in it. <clears throat> he uses music. A great song. And then in the background, he's got all these characters that we've now become familiar with fighting this really large monster with all this color everywhere. Um, it is overwhelming. And it's the kind of the antithesis of the original opening scene, although it does have a lot of parallels between the two of them, especially when Groot lifts up his leg and does the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, which I thought was dynamite. I thought it was just a good way to get your baby Groot shit out of the way and not mess up the plot. Yeah, I was worried about that, about him just taking over the whole movie. Yeah, so and sometimes he kind of did a little bit too much, like the, the button pushing that was crushed in the trailers, but I agree, yeah. It's it, a good way to say, here he is. Get it out of the way. So I thought that was a good way to do that. You get your baby Groot stuff, and then you can move on with the plot, which, yeah, I thought was fine. Um, I think that we got real close to too much baby Groot in this movie. But it didn't go over that line. So overall, I'm happy with it. Um, Drax, man. He crushed it. He did. Whole movie. He was a star, I think. I, I really enjoyed, I think, Drax the, Drax the most in the movie overall. I thought that the um, Gamora sister side plot was a little little heavy-handed. But it worked. It was fine. So you, you don't want her to have a nice hat? No. For the other ladies to be jealous of? No. Not at I all. was thinking maybe you could get yourself like a nice hat that all the other ladies could be <laughs> Something jealous of. Something shiny. Sean Gunn killed it, man. Yeah. He was great in it. Wasn't he in, uh, what was he in? My fiance said he was in Gilmore Girls or something. Wasn't he? <laughs> no, I've never seen that show. But. I've never seen it, but it's, I can believe it. You know, mm-hmm. him just being like a waiter to 
at a restaurant or something. Like, would you like some water? <laughs> With that same voice? I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Favorite joke of the movie? Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary oh, Poppins, sorry. yeah. Pac-Man. Sorry. The Pac-Man? Nice. But no, Mary Poppins was very close. Um, you the Pac-Man. Like Mary Man. Poppins. Is he cool? <laughs> is he badass? Oh, is he yeah. badass? Yeah, he is. Hey, look, everybody. I'm Mary Poppins. It's like rolling down. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so did you like the Pac-Man best when he turned into the Pac-Man or when he said that he was going to make... No, when he turned into... Because that was, you know, sort of the climactic... <laughs> yeah. Uh, fight scene, and I didn't... I didn't see that gag coming at all. And it was great. Not like so. Not all the gags landed in this movie, but I do like I like self deprecating humor in general. And I felt that this movie was did that the whole way through. Is it? It always was like never took itself too seriously. I misspoke about fa- that. Wasn't my favorite uh, scene. It was Kurt Russell saying, "Yes, I have a penis." All right, so we're it's there. Quite a, he goes, if I must say, it's quite a nice one. For anyone who's <laughs> listened to yeah. our podcast um, within the last year, Ever. <laughs> we've been waiting for this movie to come out, and everyone, no, Amos and Dave has, have been very focused on the penis that's attached to Ego, the Living Planet. And how could you miss it, right? It's true. So let's go ahead and get get it out. Get the all uh, right. Hold on. Get it out of. <laughs> but mind second. your p's and q's, please. <laughs> mind Just add a zipper sound. Penis and questions. Z- sticky fingers. I think once there's permission, it's not as yeah. Not quite as we just like to do it to rebel. Uh, I'm not going to gloat too much, but I will say that the scene in the film wherein they do talk about ego slash Kurt Russell's penis is almost verbatim exactly like the conversation that when we found out that Kurt Russell would be playing ego. Amos and I had about what that would be like. Would it be made out of rock? How big is a planet's penis? Will it kill Star-Lord's mother? It couldn't have because she lived long enough to carry the child. There were so many questions that we basically answered that the film then – they must have had a bug in this room. And we're like, these guys are Or great. they just you know, went to Reddit. Or that. <laughs> Potentially. Possibly. But <clears throat> it was so great because I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm dying laughing because – and no one else. I mean, like they're, they're talking about penises, so there's a bit of you know chuckling throughout the audience. But for me, it's hilarious, and I'm like squeezing my girlfriend's arm. I'm like, ha, 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 I mean, you know, you don't listen to the podcast. You would think this was also just as funny if you supported me. Why don't you support me? I cried, <laughs> and then I laughed some then more. You stormed out of the stormed theater. out of the theater. I didn't catch the, the next part of it. Uh, no poster for you. Yeah, no poster for me. So, speaking of Carousel's other parts, his hair. Well, that okay. Oh the God. whole the whole early scene uh, where they're listening to Brandy in his Camaro, or whatever. Uh, that is, I guess it's nineteen eighty or mm. whatever it was. Um, what do you guys think of that whole uncanny valley thing going on? That that they're getting a little too good at, it but it's still great. not quite there. I love yeah, it that, personally. That was probably the most visually, you know, effective uh, ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Kurt Russell guy. Like, I love literally every movie he's ever been in. And I have, like, the Snake Plissken, uh, you know, whatever it's called, like, the Good Replica. Um, yeah, I, I, that was really close for me. Like, Tarkin, Leia, all they those guys. It, it's still kind of like, I don't know. But Kurt Russell, like, when he was driving and smiling, I was like, he holy like crap, Kurt that's Kurt yeah, Russell. It was freaky. I yeah. mean, it's how... Like, wow. It didn't, it didn't look... <laughs> You know, this wasn't a CG character like 
Peter Cushing and right. Carrie Fisher. Um, but I'm not sure what they did. No, I'd like to see it, but I bet you it has a lot to do with... I'm sure he drove, and then they... Yeah, the scenes in the car with big sunglasses on, I think that was probably just makeup. Yeah, it definitely but, wasn't him running through the forest and all that. Yeah, right. But the yeah. scenes, the the sort of pre-love scene, you're seeing his face. It's up close. They're not trying to they're, hide. They're not pulling a punch there. It, it, yeah, I mean, that's that just looks like and Kurt Russell 30 compare years and ago. contrast this with a movie from, I guess it's seven years, six and a half years ago now, compare and contrast this also by Disney with Jeff Bridges from Tron Legacy. I mean, yep. like it's like night and day. Huge difference. Yep. <clears throat> Blew me away. So why don't they just have him come back and play Snake again and escape from New York? You, escape from we Planet can literally Earth do anything now. Yeah, I know. It. It's, that's what I'm wondering is like, <laughs> why I do feel we need like the gloves are kind of off Yeah, uh, as far as, you know, digital reproductions or enhancements or whatever. I, of... I, I kind of bit my lip whenever I saw the flashback happen, and I knew what they were doing. It was Missouri, 1980, and I was like, yeah. ooh, how are they going to do this? And then they showed him, and I... And you're like, oh, they got a time machine. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Skywalker Ranch has a fucking time machine. Yeah. <laughs> I am okay with it. I, I think, yeah, no, I'm not I really asking, all... like, do you think it's a bad move? I mean, it's just so fucking realistic looking yeah, like crazy good the kinds of doors this whole sort of thing opens i think the only thing that would have made those scenes better for me were if they were doing the young kurt russell thing and they did the baseball catch thing and it was me catching the ball <laughs> with kurt russell that's probably the only way it could have been better cg'd you in there so let me jump in like, yeah. for a question because he creates this body for himself it's it's kind of like a projection not really he grows this body his power is from the planet. Why would he age? Um, that's, Shut up, Blake. Fuck off with your <laughs> logic. Got no, it. Uh, no, the the deal is, and I thought about that too, but I, I guess, and they didn't explain it, but you could very easily explain it by saying like, well, you would expect your father to be 30 years older at this point, so I came to you in this form so that you could see. So you would, it would be believable. If he showed up and he was 20 years old, right, you wouldn't fucking believe that was your dad because you're 34. Yeah, it, could, it could be like the Emperor Palpatine type mm-hmm. deal where they could just keep cloning his body. You know, I guess he would do it instead of the Empire. And every time his human form was decayed enough, he would just switch to the younger Kurt Russell, you know, just crushing it for eternity. Not canon. In C. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, it's, it's legacy. It's, now. Le- it's legends. Now. Legend. Someday. Favorite scene of the movie. Tom. Oh, favorite scene. I guess it'd have to be the baseball thing just because it just fulfilled so much. I hated that scene <laughs> so much when they were throwing <laughs> the glowy ball. Oh, things God. In. No, it was terrible, but I, I do wish that I could play baseball with, with Kurt Russell. Which uh, uh, favorite scene? Hmm. No, so, go ahead. Sorry. Mine. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I th- I'm just thinking about playing baseball with Kurt Russell now, so I'm distracted. That's so fine. you can go ahead. Uh, best scene in the film for me was Rocket and Yondu uh, killing everybody in the fucking ship with the arrow and the guns while they're sitting in the control room. That was pretty uh, awesome. That, that scene with the, the cutaway, and, the, and there's several parts to it as well, because it starts off 
pretty basic. They're walking through the halls, and then it gets to the point where they're on the the catwalks above, like where all the ships are being serviced underneath them, and the guys are like falling in slow motion. Um, Baby group gets a, a kill there by by pulling that guy that poured alcohol over him and stomped on him like off the the side of the the catwalk. But they get to that control room and they're just looking at all the monitors at people, and he's whistling and having the arrow just fly through the walls of the ship and kill everybody. Um, wow, what a scene! And the, the musical selection there was, was also amazing. I mean, I, I could say that about almost every scene that's got music in it, but the music was handled very well mm-hmm. in this movie and it, what it never felt out of place. And you know, this is also a movie that you pay more attention to because the music in the first one was done so well. So a lot of eyes on the soundtrack soundtrack solid. And also the way they went about incorporating the songs, even when they in that scene, um, Which has come a little bit closer by Jay and the Americans. I didn't believe. Rocket ask for someone to put on some music, or who asked? Well, he he says he goes, "Hey, well, when when uh, the when whatever Sean Gunn's character or whatever comes up, and uh, he's like, he helps them essentially. He goes, hey, you got any Peter's old music on this ship? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like the way music comes on is incorporated is very." Um, it's it's neat and it's done well. So yeah, I thought that was a great scene. Amos, do you have a standout scene? Uh, I think I was gonna say that one, but in lieu of that, um, I really liked the sort of showdown between uh, Gamora and her sister Nebula after the the ship. Well, start. Let's say starting with Nebula tracking her down to the ship and shooting at her, and then you know Gamora. Uses the gun from the ship, yeah. and then and then their whole you know <laughs> sort of semi reconciliation. I liked all of that. Yeah, I thought that there was a lot. There was maybe a little too much with that side plot, but I thought that the parts were strong, were really really good. The the scene where she jumps off after Gamora and then puts her arm in the side of the the stone pillar uh, to yeah. save her, and she throws her back up there, and she crawls up, and then. Gamora looks at her. She goes, "Ugh, get over it!" Like because yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Do you think uh, Nebula, after she stole that ship and was flying towards her, you know how when she was shooting, she's like ah, like screaming. Do you think she was making that noise the whole time she I was hope flying? So. <laughs> she's just like in the ship, like ah, for like five minutes. You know, um, I just my, like to picture that. Speaking my, of uh, flying, though, um, the scene where. Jan You're going to say the dimensions, right? He goes, he says, don't you know it's unhealthy for a, uh, a humanoid to make more than 10 jumps? Because we're about to make 900. <laughs> like, it's so weird. And their eyes are just like, so it looked like trippy. Ren and Stimpy. Their yeah, faces so are just, <laughs> the, the ways humor injected into this movie are much more advanced than the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's not all one type of humor. Like, some of it is like meta. Some of it's silly and goofy like that. Some of it's like cute crap. But there's a good mix of like a like a bunch of different kinds of humor, which I think makes it uh, a much stronger movie. It was uh, it was also a lot dirtier than the first film in terms of its kind of raunchy jokes. Because in the first film, the one that really comes to mind is where uh, yeah, this place is a wreck or this place is a mess. You should be ashamed of yourself or something. And he leans over to Drax. He's like, you should see this place with a black light. Like that's like one of the, the raunchiest jokes in the film. But this one is like in the first 20 minutes, there's like three dick jokes. And there's the one where, when they're flying through the, the quantum asteroid field, which also is an amazing idea in and of itself with asteroids that move in and out of space time. Like, 
pretty awesome. But um, she, it, Gamora makes the comment. She's like, if the two of you were using what were connected to your arms instead of what's between your legs to fly the ship, we would have made it. He goes, man, I wish I could have been flying with what's between my legs. We definitely would have made it through. Okay. <laughs> he said, what if I had a hand between yeah. my legs? Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. So good. A lot There's of a lot, jokes. though. With Rocket, um, do you think they took him too far on the kind of jerk scale? Nah. No. He's I like think that. it's like a natural progression, you know. And he's such a jerk in the comic books. Yeah, it's just it's great. My favorite scene was actually um Rocket taking on all of the, the Ravagers. Ravagers. That was sweet. Because he's more than a prop. He's more than like the mean guy. He's a badass like scientifically engineered animal that can kick ass. So, I was I was into that. And I think they set him up to have an interesting arc in whatever they show up in next. Maybe not Infinity War because there's going to be so much going on in that. But, yeah, you know, maybe Guardians 3. I really hope that Gamora... No, 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 sorry. Um, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. yeah. I really hope that Nebula doesn't get captured in... Uh, Avengers Infinity, like, because she, so much, her character is like, captured, captured, saved, captured. So, I just hope that when she goes into, um, Avengers Infinity Stone, or whatever the fuck it is, that, uh, she's not just automatically captured and then needs to be saved again. I'm just hoping that doesn't happen. Or if she does, Cosmo rescues her and actually talks for once. I yeah. love that. Also, um, pretty stoked to see, uh, um, the, the watchers, watchers. Uh-huh. Uwatu, all the Uwatus. That, that was a big cool. moment. So essentially, they're shared by, uh, was it Fox and and Disney slash Marvel? Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we talk about um, the endings, what what gripes do we have with this movie? Any any anything that took you out of it, or anything that kind of made you go? Meh, meh. Well, I I think I enjoyed the jokes more in this, but what I appreciated about the first one that I didn't get much of here, kind of any space exploration adventure type of movie, I like when there's a larger cast involved or they visit more places. You know, in the first Guardians, the Nova Corps are in there, um, Ronan the Accuser, and all of his group, it seems like a bigger confrontation. Uh, there's just more, and, and then Thanos and his weird asteroid place. Um, just more locations and characters involved than in this one, where almost everything is on Ego's planet, and then you have the uh, the Sovereign in there, you know, in and out. Uh, sovereign was really cool looking. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. They were. Uh, Pretty neat. And the sound effects, the little space invaders, like, pew, 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 uh-huh. in their pods. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just think for that reason, I kind of liked the first one more. Um, but that's all I could say about it. Otherwise, I think it was great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's probably my gripe as well, was that by the time we got probably 45 minutes to an hour in the film, I figured, I like, to myself, was figuring, like, 
Okay, so Ego's their adversary in this. And that kind of bummed me out because yeah. I was expecting him to be kind of like an ancillary character to, you know, be there to like, oh, I'm your father. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so now he's got his father in this midst and he's got some kind of like guard, like, you know, galaxy, you know, uh, damning, like, you know, threat that's on the horizon. Like, that's pretty cool. But th- they were the same kind of was a bit of a bum out for me. Yeah. I thought it was all resolved and handled very, very well. And I enjoyed, you know, what it was. But I, I do like the idea that there's this larger villain piece. Q, the fucking internet comment section of every Marvel review movie ever, or, Mar- or Marvel movie review of all time, where Marvel has the weakest villains. Marvel has the weakest villains, um, which I get really, really tired of hearing since it's just a Reddit circle jerk at this point. But this is definitely one of those those moments where it's like I really was hoping they'd have something a little bit more comic booky to go up against besides the the god that they have to disconnect. I was happy that he ended up being the bad guy because what I think a lot of Marvel movies do too much of is try to set up other movies. And I don't really feel like, you know, sans the post. I don't really feel like this movie did that. It was self-contained and it had, it had uh, a story arc and it worked and that was the story. And I think that if you would have put this before guardians of the galaxy one, that people would have, that we would have had a sequel because of it. Like it's a, it's a solid film. My issue with the film was the pacing of the second act. I thought that, boom, action, funny stuff, great. And then as soon as they are forced to land and he kind of meets his dad and they go to another planet, like from there until you figure out who that ego is actually bad, uh, there are great parts in it, but I thought that the pacing was lost. It slows way down. Yeah, there's a lot of exposition. Down. Like but there's then, a PowerPoint essentially at one point. It's like, come on. There really was, yeah. <laughs> Literally a PowerPoint. But the way it wrapped up was very strong. Um, and then the character that um, be, we say goodbye to or whatever, I don't feel like we need to spoil that one. Um, I thought that was done really well. Really? I mean, I feel like if anyone's listened to this, they're, they're past the point of no Okay, return. well, I thought that Yondu... Um, his sacrifice. His sacrifice being revealed as the real father... Well, well not the real father, but the father. Figure. You may not have had a father, yeah. but you sure did have a daddy. Yeah, oh, that was really good. He, was so he may great. have been your father, but he damn sure wants your daddy. That's what right. it was. Yeah. That's what it was. So good. Sorry, couldn't do it all right for you, son. Boy, yeah. his. I was. I was really glad that he had such a big arc in this yeah. movie because no, he was an great. Awesome yeah. What's the name of uh, that actor again? Michael, Michael Rooker. Rooker. So Michael yeah. Rooker is going to be at. Um, oh, that's right, SuperCon at yeah. SuperCon in Raleigh in July. Which uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there as well. I definitely just need to get him to to sign my Mallrats poster. Is what I'm most excited about. Everybody else will be there with their Guardians and Walking Dead swag. I want to get a, a Slither poster. Yes, yeah, sign that. Poster. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Slither's so good. Um. Yeah, and that's the only issue that I had was pacing. I thought it was done done really well. Yeah, um, I think pace, like along with pacing, a lot of it was. Uh, too much explaining and not enough showing the things or, you know, the things they're talking about happening. Um, a lot of the character development was just them talking about it essentially. Yeah. It wasn't seeing it like, Oh no, this bad thing happened or hey, this great thing happened. It's just them saying, Oh man, I remember that day. Yeah. It's rough. Like with Yandu, I thought skipping out all that, that chunk of history with, you know, Sylvester Stallone and the other guys. Stock art. <laughs> yeah, they, they could have done a lot with that Stakar to really build up when when he dies. You know? Actually, we haven't mentioned it. I felt that um, Sylvester Stallone's 
longest acting piece was pretty bad when he was talking to Yondu. Oh, and they're outside of that little village? Uh, um, my wife turns to me and she's like, I didn't understand one thing Sylvester Stallone just you said. It, it made me think of the SNL clip where they have actors auditioning for Star Wars. Oh, and they yeah. have Walter Matthau doing Obi-Wan and he's reading the script. And he's like, the force is an energy field that binds... What is this shit? I just Sylvester Stallone, Stallone doing that. Marbles in the mouth, right? Yeah. Let me tell you about it. I'll kick you out because you got... It was also... I There's a know, reason for it. Too. The idea of... Maybe it's a little too PG comic booky that all these pirates are like, you can't sell kids or what you know like that was their man. They just blew up over that. Everyone's got to have a code in space. I guess so. Better than Catholics. What was the code and all. Omar was uh, right but, about everything. But and I guess this is going into like the the end pieces. But you know, having like the the throwback to the original Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought that was really cool. I mean, those those are the comic books that started it all. You know, it didn't have Star Lord. Didn't have it had Stakar. It had a what is the name of the robot? Man, the robot was funny. Um, and hopefully, we'll see him in Guardians of the Galaxy three as just kind of like another another group. I think that'll be really cool. Well, they've also batted around the idea of an entire separate film altogether, which I think would be interesting. But I'm not. I mean, the actors and actresses are certainly large enough to carry their own film. That's what blew me away too. And we'll get to that in a minute, so I don't want to uncover that. But I do have a question for you. Two questions for you, for the entire group. Um, the first is, what was your favorite piece of music from this film? Favorite song? I can't even name a song that was in it. Honestly, hmm. Sam Cooke. Yeah, I'd say George Harrison. Yeah, when I first my sweet got Lord ego, is so good. Yeah, and my sweet Lord started playing. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a great moment right here. You know, just kind of slowly panning over the planet with, yep. you know, all that and explanation. Come a little bit on. closer is an awesome song. Yes. That, and that scene was really oh, yeah. great. Um, and that that would probably be mine. Uh, come a little bit closer because it's such a good song in and of itself by itself. But the chain playing while he's fighting his father in the middle of his father's planet was oh, also yeah, super. That good. was great. And they kick off like because they play the chain earlier in the film, but they just do like kind of the the slower parts parts of it from the beginning of the song. But whenever he's whenever he says like you know you killed my mother and you squashed my Walkman and then the chain kind of like kicks off yeah. into it's like real rock that section. Was pretty badass. And he, they fly at each other and that was awesome. Um, and then, one, of course, all the stuff around Looking Glass, uh, yeah. Brandy, was hilarious. And I love that song, too. Uh, as you said, the the exposition of the lyrics of the song. Yeah, kind of, I was, was like, I was cracking up during that whole thing. <laughs> you see, we're the sailor, and this is the sea, Peter. <laughs> the timing on that, that couldn't have been any better. No. The delivery, Kurt Russell did a great job. He of killed that. it, man. Yeah. He absolutely that, that's it. really hard to do. Yeah. Without seeming like just, oh, my God. Okay. Well, and so yeah. your choice of My Sweet Lord is really funny because uh, Blake has famously stated several times that he hates literal uh, sonic backdrops. And the I whole, thought you were going to say the Beatles. <laughs> he, he's a take it or leave it on the what Beatles. The All right. Which we're is, not even going to get into surely. that. Surely. But so – the, the the lyrics of my sweet lord is you know of course like I really want to I really want to meet you I really want to be with you and of course his dad is a god yeah and George yeah. Harrison is talking about a god so it's one of those literal moments so while that was happening I was like God Blake's gonna hate this <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing with music and movies is if it's done right I won't remember it and if it's done wrong <laughs> see I, I will it, I don't agree with that I mean you can't it can be done in such a way that it only infor- excuse me it only informs the emotional content and you don't really notice the music but 
in a it can be done in a really stylized way. You think of Tarantino as one of the most you know famous directors who does this a who lot. Will, who will ever not think about a severed ear when they're right. stuck in the middle, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and in this movie, there's a lot of that. The yep. you know again the um, come a little bit closer scene the the song informs so much of that, and in the first one, the intro credits the title scene with Redbone that you know you definitely notice what this song is mm-hmm. and that made me love that movie from you know the get go uh so you know i think it can it can go both ways but yeah, the for- soundtrack is a character yeah you know, that's i know that's such a trite thing to say but well i mean it would have been trite 20 years ago whenever soundtracks still routinely featured big artists or memorable music as backdrops but we've almost so completely abandoned that in can in we sing films. seal again no, it's, on, it's, on, it's Hans Zimmer now. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's Hans Zimmer. It's John Williams. If you're a big, big, big time, um, it, or it's you know a lot of it's now like electronic music that's done as backdrops, like Disaster Piece or or um, Daft Punk or something. And you know, among like big Hollywood franchises, I feel like the Marvel movies are kind of weak on soundtracks, yeah. except for Guardians, because you think yeah. of all the John Williams stuff, the Star Wars and Harry Potter's and. Uh, um, what was the other one? I don't know. Oh, the Star Trek Indiana movies Jones too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything of the last couple decades that's a big property, they have a really strong Jerry soundtrack. Or Hans Zimmer. Or, yeah. uh, but then, you know, the Marvel movies, for the most part, it's kind of forgettable stuff. Yeah. Especially I, the Thor movies. Yeah. The, oh there's God. actually a really good YouTube video about the Marvel yeah. music. I think it's Nerdwriter or something. And it's just like everything's passable. It doesn't really add anything. It doesn't take you out of the movie. Just like in the background. I mean, I could kind of hum for you the Avengers theme, but there are points where the Guardians theme was playing, and I was like, shit, is this the Avengers theme, or are they purposely set to be kind of alike? Maybe they are the same. I couldn't honestly tell you. Like, right? I mean, if it's on, I'd be like, oh, that's the Avengers theme, but I couldn't really. You know, give you the the, I have no the, idea. the big sweep of it or anything like that. I don't actually know, and I'm a big music guy. But again, I think that this was something that would have been popular whenever you and I were were teenagers, right? And I worked in a record store. You guys worked in record stores. Like soundtracks were a huge fucking deal, and a lot of times soundtracks were bigger than the films. Like the first Matrix, like that's a like especially for electronic music in the late '90s. That's a or Spawn uh, soundtrack. I still have that on my the phone. Big Chill Matrix. I mean, uh, and to be perfectly honest, yes, the Big Chill yeah. <laughs> was a cassette that my parents had from as far back as I can fucking remember. A um, cliffhanger. Everything I do, God. I do it for you. I love the great soundtrack cover of that one. <laughs> Everything uh, I do, God, you know, <laughs> Brian Adams was the king of soundtrack do songs in the nineties. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing my. An amazing impersonation. Doing a great bit over there. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he is Canadian, Brian Adams. Oh. My uh, my aunt and uncle got married to that song. Like, they walked down in the aisle <laughs> to everything I did. He did... Uh, so bad. He did the song for Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah, he did. W- which one is that? I'm trying to picture the the Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. That's the right? everything I do. I yeah. do it for that's you. Totally, is it that's in both it movies? Maybe. Yeah. But that's oh. totally Robin Hood. I'm picturing Cliffhanger. Uh, he did the he did the one with Sting and Rod Stewart, All for One, One for All for the Three Musketeers. <laughs> Let's do it all for one, one for all. Come nope. on. That's, a, that's classic, Don't know man. It. All right, so Are can you we, serious? Can all we right. talk about the Zune for a second? Before oh, we get oh to that God. Ending? I forgot can we talk about the Zune? about that. that because I feel like... Apparently it's a big hit on Earth. That just went over so much of the crowd's heads. I know. Yeah, the but people that was, was hilarious. With, they didn't even remember what I, that was. I cried. 
I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> the only nerdier thing you could have done was what was that like open source Android like MP3 player? What was it called? Archos? Probably been a couple. Something huh? like that. Or know. like a mini disc player there was from like, the late 90s. Uh, yeah. you mini disc yeah. was just as funny. Agreed. <laughs> SanDisk. There, I mean, there was a lot of those companies that made those things, but the big one was the Archos jukebox series. They were the ones that really tried to make a push into the iPods territory. Or what if it was the one that Neil Young sells, the Pono, Pongo, whatever oh, it's called? That you ever seen good. that? Yeah. It looks like a Toblerone wrapper. It basically it only plays like Og Vorbis and other yeah. Lost Lake <laughs> Flack and stuff yeah. like that. yeah. That would have just been mean, and like three people would have known what the hell that was. But Zune was a huge marketing yeah, that was was push that just you know was a turd. Uh, I owned a Zune, and it was uh, the. I mean, I would say that the GUI was much better than that. Oh yeah, at the time. But, but that's uh, what everyone says. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was All very Zune heads. Um, but it wasn't an iPod. The screen wasn't as nice. Second question. Second question was: What's your favorite post-credit stinger? So I want to get into that. Do we have anything else to talk about? Because I want I want to do this and then do what do we expect next, and that's it. I think we're good. All right. Favorite post credit from me was probably Dave's as well. <laughs> I'm dying to know what it is. <laughs> Adam Warlock. Oh, of course, because I've been talking about this for like months leading up to this. Because I am and will be. A Marvel Cosmic guy. I, ever since Annihilus, it's just what uh, I love the, all right, let me back up for one second. How I got back into reading comics, however many years ago, was saying, I can't just start reading Marvel comics because I'm so behind. I'm never, I'm never going to be able to catch up. Where can I jump in? And someone was like, why don't you jump in at the beginning of the cosmic arc from like 2000 or 2003, uh, they pretty much rebooted the uh, Cosmic Marvel. It's really easy to read all those comic books. And I did, and it was fantastic. I mean, great, great comic. So having Adam Warlock being birthed and knowing that he is the equal to Thanos, so that that is going to happen in Avenger Infinity War. Well, he's not actually going to be in he's the not? movie. Um, oh. That's what I've heard, too. I, yeah. I was going to say that there was no stinger because of that, I guess. They didn't want people to get hyped up again. And then him not being Infinity War. That would just be... He's not going to be in Infinity he's, War? Yeah. Mm. Whoever is directing Infinity War, I guess. The Russo brothers. Oh, maybe not them. I don't know, but uh, someone, I was reading this just yesterday, said that Adam Warlock is not going to be in that movie. Jesus. Well, that's only the name of the first one, though. So the second one, but it's only one. Yeah, movie they changed now. Infinity War two to something else now, right? Yeah, or they didn't oh, say the name. I thought they were a spoiler or something. No, they just don't, they just said that the first one will be called Infinity War. The second one's still going to be in space with battling Thanos. It's just not going to be called the Infinity War. Oh, so I thought I, what I had read was that they that it was just going to be one movie. All right, we can cut this bit out. <laughs> anyway, no, it doesn't matter. It's no, confusing. Everything is like it's, it's getting into cosmos territory or cosmic territory where everything just starts getting yeah. hodgepodge. So together. another question is: Is Adam Warlock going to be good, Adam Warlock, or bad, Adam Warlock? I guarantee he starts out bad and then turns good. And is it Nathan Fillion? Who is it? God, that'd be fantastic. That would be great. That would that. be probably the best thing they could do. I couldn't imagine they could they could do any better than that. Yeah, so I'm excited about Adam Warlock. Also, side note. Really weird that they picked um, what? What are the gold people called again? Uh, sovereign. The sovereign. The sovereign as like the main enemy for this movie because they're not the m- most well known 
uh, aliens in the Marvel Cosmic Universe. But hey, I was cool with it. It was, it was all for the red carpet bit, I feel like. So good. You know, where it just that stopped. Yeah. She was great. Just a setup. Yeah. Second favorite, anyone? Or what, what your favorite was? Uh, kind of the Stan Lee one, because uh, if you listen to what he's talking to them about, he's just going over other cameos he's, he's done. done. So it's like he's just recapping this character's weird life. Uh, that was awesome. And the Reddit, of course, thinks that he is himself a watcher. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He's the same character in every movie. Right. I guess that's neat, but who cares? Guys, <laughs> you're supposed to be my ride home. Yeah. Every time I... <laughs> Though every time I see those Stanley cameos, I'm kind of mad that the Deadpool one didn't do the obvious, which would be Deadpool seeing Stanley and freaking out. Oh my God, Stanley! Right. Yeah. But oh well. Anyway, hopefully he does that for this next one. Well, you know he's recorded like the next like six or seven cameos for the the, the films. Let's hope he doesn't die in the next six. I mean, or seven he's years. in his. He's but he's 90. I thought he was older than that. 91 or 92. I want to say. Oh man, I thought Stanley was like ninety five. Maybe like, I don't know. Like, it's I'm entirely not. possible. I'm pretty sure he's one hundred and twelve. I'm like, what? Well, couldn't take it. I'm pretty sure he's eighteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a watcher. He's good. I mean, he did write the first comic book, right? <laughs> I believe he did. <laughs> he did not. I believe he did. Circa eighteen. He's, he's ninety four years old. Holy shit, man! He just wow. aged three years in one minute. <laughs> Because <laughs> everything Dave says is truth. Uh, so the, the, it's definitely not the part with Yandu's arrow. You know the the oh, stinger yeah. thing. I thought they they burned Yandu with everything. I guess either Rocket made another. Um, what is it? The the I can't think of the word. The spine thing. The that said. fin. Yeah, the fin. I guess he made either another fin or they yeah, took I'm it sure off. He, slightly he made or that something. arrow, so they they explain that he makes the arrow yeah. based on the prototype. So I'm assuming he also makes uh, okay. a fin for him as well. It's kind of cool seeing that, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's and a stinger stinger, which is so good because he actually stings. Uh, oh, uh, you know, devil uh, stinger. Drax and I thought it. Drax was like at first. I thought he was kidding. Yeah. Like the thing didn't hit him. Like he caught it because his reaction's too fast. Nothing yeah. flies over his head. <laughs> but I guess he actually did get hit. Yeah. I was like, oh, in the neck. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Man, Drax, such a great character in this. We didn't even get to talk about my favorite character, uh, which is Mantis. Um, oh, yeah, she was awesome. But she was even good in this. Different powers than the book, but that's fine. You're beautiful. On the inside. On the inside. the yeah. scene, the, the sort of main scene between Drax <laughs> and Mantis, yeah, was so great because, you know, you have these actors, um, well, professional wrestler and actor, Doing their best. Mantis was an actor. <laughs> um, to portray basically aliens trying to behave as as human. You know the the way that Drax speaks is is very unusual, and the way that Mantis all of her behaviors are very strange. And uh, I think they just did a really good job. Yeah, Batista just having her and, essentially learn from him, but he's already like the most awkward of the right. crew. Yeah. That was right. hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. I love the um, the growing Guardians of the Galaxy, like the additional um, yeah members. I think that's cool. Uh, so the group teenager scene that was funny. Yeah. It was. I, I enjoyed that pretty good. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was funny. That's your good. stupid vines everywhere. You know what's stupid? Your vines. Those are stupid. I am curious. I am great. <laughs> His voice just going all over the yeah. place. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of picturing I am Vin Diesel doing that. 
acting because yeah. apparently he he requested for them to not uh, manipulate his voice, his voice yeah. too much. So he was actually doing most of the the you know higher and lower yeah. moments. So I'm just picturing him doing that in different languages, like he did for the first one, yeah. <laughs> like doing it in Chinese or, or, or Spanish or something. He's like, "Yeah, so I wrote." You know, that, that's got to sound hilarious. I love Vin Diesel. He's a great I guy. have so much respect for him. Great guy. So, Stanley, uh, the Arrow. We've got uh, Adam Warlock. We talked about uh, Groot. The only one we haven't talked about yet is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Stinger, which was the first Stinger. I don't, you know, and not many people are going to appreciate that one, but for people who read the original comics, which not many, I mean, we're, these comics came in a long time these ago. Are like, yeah, these are like 80s, 90s Guardians of the Galaxy, which is some weird shit. Yeah, it, and it's, it, those books don't take place in the most developed universe. Well, they also take place like a thousand years from now. Yeah, they're Guardian Galaxy 3000 when they were reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was neat. And I hope to see them as a side plot in another movie. And I really hope they're not a spinoff in their own movie. Because Sylvester Stallone, great director, been in some great movies, been a great actor, but more miss than hit in recent. I'm looking at you. Expendables. Expendables. Uh, well, I like the second three one. Three was bad. Three was, but well, three was mostly bad because it was PG thirteen, and they tried to incorporate the female ones so that they could spin their own movie off that. But they were, tr- I mean, again, that movie exists to try and set up another property, and that's bad. It's always not always, but it's mostly almost always a bad idea. When instead it should have been meta. It should have been making fun of itself. Yeah, and it's well, own that's way. what the first two are. The first two are fucking great. They a who's who cast of action stars, especially ratcheted to like eleven and number two. Um, and with both of them feature like the all-time best bad guys, like Vin or Jean Claude Van Damme is the bad oh, yeah. guy in the second one's incredible, and then fucking um, Julia Roberts' brother Eric Roberts in the first one. I mean, he was just such a shitbag person that played a shitbag in every. He's not really a shitbag in real life, but just a shitbag character in every scheming like role that he took on in the eighties. You know what's funny is he's got an Oscar. Hmm. He's a supporting actor Oscar, which is great. So mm-hmm. like Oscar award winning. Means less and less. I was just glad they did the whole Chuck Norris bit. We don't have to walk down that road, but they're yep. just showing up in two. Yeah, no thumbs worries. up, thumbs up, guys. I think anyway. we're pretty much at the end. We all enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. We all had good things to say about it. I think we're all pretty much on the same level. Um, I would like to go ahead and end the podcast with Amos doing Sylvester Stallone and um, saying goodbye. Martin X is the robot Can we, we hear you about earlier. Yeah. Let's hear your Sylvester Stallone. I am the law. I am the law. They're firing 20 millimeter caseless rounds. Their effective range, 200 meters. Your range, 300 meters. Hershey, what are you doing down there? Waiting for backup. Oh my God. Tom with an H with the win. Uh, (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to the comic trope. You can find us on Twitter. Hashtag the comic trope. We are idiots. Uh, Hashtag we are idiots. My favorite solo line of all time is still, you are the disease, and I'm the cure. You're the disease, I'm the cure. Yeah, and that's from Cobra, which is his best film. Great movie. Cobra's so good. It's not over the top. That's not his best film. Uh, Oh, I thought you were asking if that movie was over the top, and I was like, oh, it's kind of over the top, um, but it's got an amazing car chase in it uh, scene. No, uh, over the top is... 
Again, it's a Golden Globus Canon film, which is also <laughs> featured prominently in that documentary, which, again, I cannot stress enough the, that you go watch. It might even actually be on Netflix now. Um, but, man, the making of that movie, hilarious. But at that point, they were just paying the biggest names that they could get their hands on to be in these movies. They also did Superman 3 and 4 around the same time, and that's what bankrupted them, was they paid, they paid more money to Sylvester Stallone to be in their film than they that movie gross. Wow. Wow. Just so they could have a, a Sylvester Stallone. It's not arm wrestling. I'm waiting to be impressed. Dave, thanks for showing up. Appreciate it. Tom with an H. Good to see you, buddy. Amos? Yes. Thanks Stay for that canceling. Yes. We appreciate it. Stay yes. famous. <laughs> Alright guys, I usually say at the end of these things, read a fucking comic. But today I'm gonna say Guardians fucking galaxies of the Volume 2. See you next time everyone. Bye!